الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذروا ظاهر الإثم وباطنه إن الذين يجتئن وذروا ظاهر الإثم وباطنه وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى مرائيا فقد أشرك بالله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulama ikram, <coughs> brothers and elders. There are two sides to everything. There's a visible and an external side. There's something which is not visible, which is hidden, which is internal. The hidden thing is often the most important thing. In many things this is something very clear, but more than anything else is in San, this human being, there is this external self of his, this external self which is made up of all his limbs, his organs, but there is something within him which is the real thing. What is within him is his soul, is his ruh. This insan, he at one point in time is somebody that is very, very beloved to his friends. He is the father of his children. He is the husband of his wife. And he is the brother of somebody, he is somebody's son, and all these relationships, and everybody is very eager to have him, everybody is eager to keep him longer, but suddenly something happens, and this insan, something leaves him. What leaves him? The ruh, the soul leaves him. When the soul leaves him, he still has the same hand, he still has the same face, he still has the same head, the same eyes, the same ears. He is the same person that few minutes ago, everybody was calling him to sit down, to share a meal. He want to leave, you know, you sit longer. So a few minutes ago he was that same person, now that this ruh has left him, everybody is very concerned that how can we as quickly as possible take him to the Qabristan and bury him under tons of soil. Those who are his most near and dear ones would be the first ones to put the soil on, on that grave. So what is left? The ruh left. When the ruh left, the same hands and feet and the same face and the same body, but it lost its appeal. Nobody wants to have that longer anymore. Everybody wants to now move it quickly to the Qabristan. As long as the ruh was there, the body was valuable also. When the ruh left, the body also now was only now worthy of the Qabristan. 
So obviously now the focus has to be on this ruh. The focus has to be on this soul. And unfortunately, generally the focus is on this external self. And very little, if any, focus on the ruh. Just as this external self gets ill, sometimes a person has a flu, sometimes it's something more than a flu, sometimes he has some terminal illness, sometimes it is a thing that requires surgery. So all these various illnesses come onto the physical self. Likewise, there are illnesses that come onto the ruh. They are the illnesses of pride, of jealousy, of malice, of impatience, and a whole list of things, miserliness. All these are maladies and illnesses of the ruh. Just as this physical body can be strengthened, various ways it is enhanced, it is strengthened, it is adorned, it is beautified. Likewise, this ruh can be worked on and strengthened. And a person just as he exercises and he strengthens his body with the exercise of the spiritual self, with the zikr of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, with the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, with dua, with istighfar, with tasbihat, with other righteous actions, this ruh is adorned. This ruh is strengthened. There was one great Buzrug who passed in our silsila, Hazrat Shah Abdul Qadir Raipuri Rahmatullah Very great personality. People like Hazrat Shaykh Al-Hadith Mawad Zakariya Sahib Rahmatullah they would from time to time send their murids to go and spend four months, six months at a time in his khanqa. Cal- person of the caliber of Hazrat Mufti Mahmud Sahib Rahmatullah the Grand Mufti of India of his time, and his Sheikh is Hazrat Zakariya Sahib Rahmatullah And yet, Ma'a Zakariya is sending him, you go and spend so many months there and come. So one couplet that he used to recite, which was like, so to say, part of his takya kalam, something that would just involuntarily come on his tongue repeatedly. Allah Allah hai to goya jaan hai. Allah Allah hai to goya jaan hai. Warna yaro jaan bi be jaan hai. Hmm. which means that if this Allah Allah is on the tongue that's not just lip service but it is emanating from the heart and flowing from the tongue the zikr of Allah Ta'ala this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala then this person is like he's alive now hmm. that if this Allah Allah is there then this is the life of the person and if this is missing meaning the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is not in a person's life then even if he is living too he is like dead even if he is living, he is like dead. This is the crux of a hadith sharif actually. That مَثَلُ الَّذِي يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ وَالَّذِي لَا يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ كَمَثَلِ الْحَيِّ وَالْمَيِّتِ أو كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ That the example of a person who remembers Allah Ta'ala and of the person who is neglectful of Allah Ta'ala's remembrance is like the example of the living and the dead. person remembering Allah Ta'ala is like a living person. The person who is neglectful of Allah Ta'ala's remembrance is like a dead person. A person who is dead, though physically alive, but spiritually dead, in the terminology of the Quran and Hadith, then obviously dead is like the soul is out, 
now it is just worthy of the Qabristan. So just as this physical self gets strengthened, this ruh can also get strengthened. Just as there are various ways of adorning the physical self, there are ways of adorning the ruh. All the various qualities of the heart. For example, ikhlas, sincerity. This is the adornment of the ruh. People spend millions. One of the biggest industries in the world is cosmetics. For what? Just to try and make a person look what he doesn't look like. <laughs> what the reality of his to try and just put some other veneer over it and make a person look what he doesn't really look like. Somebody is one particular complexion, he's trying to tan himself. And somebody is a tan complexion, naturally he's trying to brighten himself. And millions are spent in this back and forth, nobody is content with what they have. Somebody has something, he's not content with that, he's trying to change it to something else. And somebody has something else, he's not content with that, he's trying to become what the one person is trying to remove himself from. So in that back and forth of this dunya, of just the external self, by that time a person's life is gone. So, the real adornment is the adornment of the heart. And this adornment of the heart, for example, ikhlas, just as this outer self is adorned, ikhlas adorns the heart. Likewise, tawazu and humility. This adorns the heart. This is not just, this is something which is an amal of the heart also. Just as the amal of the external self. A person performs salah, that's an amal of the physical self. He will stand in qiyam, he'll make ruku, he'll go into sajda. All these are acts of the physical self. He'll fast, this is a physical ibadat. He'll give zakat, he'll discharge it, he'll have to use his hand and pass it on. This too is a physical ibadat, in a sense. It's a monetary ibadat, a physical ibadat in a sense. Hajj is completely physical ibadat. So likewise, just as these are ibadats of the physical self, there's ibadats of the soul as well. Ikhlas is an ibadat of the soul. It is not just something that a person appears to be sincere. It is what is inside. Sabr is an ibadat from within. That a person is totally submissive to Allah wa ta'ala, that whatever Allah ta'ala has decreed for me, there is good in it for me. Yes, I am in pain, I am in some difficulty, I am in some challenge, I am in some calamity. But all this said and done, what Allah ta'ala has decreed for me, there is good in it. Yes, I will make dua to Allah ta'ala to remove the difficulty, to relieve me of the hardship. But from the depth of the heart, despite the pain, there is submission. Despite the challenge, there is that acknowledgement that there is good in even this for me. Sometimes that good is, that is taking us back to Allah Ta'ala. If we have strayed from the path of Allah Ta'ala, then, وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, we'll give them a little bit to taste. We won't bring the bigger punishment. A little bit. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they return to us. Sometimes it will be that good. And sometimes it is taking a person closer to Allah Ta'ala and raising his ranks. Sometimes it's becoming a means of safety from some other calamity. And various hikmats and wisdoms of Allah Ta'ala which are unlimited. 
we can insan fathom all this so now from the depth of the heart he is submitting to Allah Ta'ala ya Allah whatever you've decreed for me there is khair in it for me but I'm weak I'm begging your help I'm begging your relief from you the dua will continue whatever efforts a person can make will continue but his heart will submit to Allah Ta'ala shukr is an ibadat of the soul of the heart like salah is an ibadat of the physical self the ibadat of the soul one of it is shukr and shukr is that the person firstly understands that whatever he has he didn't deserve it often a person says shukar but he feels well this is less also the first thing is to from within the heart to acknowledge that this too is something I didn't deserve and then part of the shukar is to use that ni'mat according to Allah's pleasure so now this is the ibadat of this inner self so just as this ibadat for the external self this ibadat for the inner self and just as there are things to keep the external self free from, to protect it, to safeguard it, that a person protects it from the cold, protects it from the heat, from all kinds of other aspects that it's not hurt in any way. So likewise the soul needs to be protected from kibber, from pride, from arrogance, from jealousy, from malice, and from all the other maladies of the heart. So there is this external self, this internal self. But as we understand from all these explanations, that the real focus is the focus of the internal self. External self is important, it has to be looked after, but the real focus is inside. And this inner focus, the reality of it will open out when a person's eyes close. At that moment when his eyes close, now he will understand and realize what was the real thing. The real thing was the ruh, the soul, which we didn't pay any attention to. So this little life Allah Ta'ala has given us, yes there's some mujahada that is made from time to time that is required. Dunya is dunya. Dunya is not jannat. Jannat is a place where there is no challenge. Jannat is a place where there is no pain, there is no challenge, there is no difficulty. Dunya, there will be all these things. And dunya is a place which is mixed with sabr and shukar. All the time, there's some, something either this for sabr, something for shukar. Nobody has such a situation where there's nothing to make shukar for. And everybody will have some challenges. There was this one person, one minister of one king, this was his takya kalam in Urdu, they say takya kalam, something that just comes involuntarily on the tongue every now and again. And this fellow, his takya kalam was that isi mein khair hai. There's good in this. One day the king's finger got cut with something. And now on that moment this fellow, what? That same statement just came on his tongue. Now the king is in pain. His finger got cut. And the fellow is saying, There's good in this. The king got very upset. So he said, imprison him. So in any case, they put him into the prison. Now the next day, the king went out hunting. Now this was his main person, but he was in prison, so the king went without him, now he was still quite angry. So he didn't even ask about him, and they went out hunting. Now these were common occurrences in that time, these hunting expeditions and whatever else. And in that 
when the prey is being chased, everybody used to just go helter-skelter, the king got somehow separated. And he lost his way, and suddenly finished off somewhere, where there were some cannibals around. They got hold of him, and that's, they are cannibals, so they were actually preparing to start eating this fellow. But then they saw his finger is injured. They also had some kind of rules of their own. Like Qurbani, animal must be all without defect. So they saw this fellow's finger cut and stitched and whatever. They said, it's okay, forget him, leave him aside. Any case, they disappeared. And after a while, the rest of the party were looking for this king and they found him. And when they found him, he, any case, everybody was happy, he was safe and sound. They took him back, he narrated this incident. That this is what happened, I nearly lose my life. But then he reflected that I got saved because of this. My finger was cut. And yesterday when I got cut, the minister said, Isi mein khair hai. Really it turned out that this was the khair. Had my finger not been injured, that would have been it. So he said, bring him out. He was very happy about whatever happened now. So he called him out and with a lot of izzat and a lot of uh, ikram brought him out. He said, mashallah, whatever you said was 100% true. And isime khair that is what it turned out good. But there was another point to it. That fine, this turned out good for me. But when you were being taken to prison, I gave the command that you must be in prison. On that too, you said isime khair hai. <laughs> that I didn't understand. You were being taken to prison, isime khair hai, you said. So he said, yes, definitely. Had that not been the case, that I wasn't sent away to prison, I would have been alongside you. <laughs> And I wasn't injured in any way. <laughs> so they would have left you, but that would have been the end of me. So my ending up in prison also was khair. <laughs> now this is the thing that sometimes we will not be able to fathom what is the hikmat behind something, what is the re- reality. At that moment, that finger got cut, it's going to pain, it's going to bleed, there's going to be some kind of difficulty, it's going to become a bit of a hindrance in eating now. Many things will come in the way. But what is the khair behind this? How can insan be ever expected to understand? Insan's capacity to understand is so little, so minute. Where is he going to be able to fathom all these deeper hikmats of things? But this is that sabr, this is that submission to Allah Ta'ala. That in every condition, a person totally submits himself to Allah Ta'ala. But this is where the test is all about. That sometimes in prosperity, Sometimes in difficulty, a person is in all different conditions. Sometimes he is in health, sometimes in sickness, sometimes in some condition or the other. But is he in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala in whichever condition he is in? That is his test. That somebody is in sickness, is he obedient to Allah Ta'ala in that sickness? And someone is in health, is he using that health to obey Allah Ta'ala? Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala an, he says that ubtulina biddarra fasabarna thumma ubtulina bissarra falam nasbir He says we were tested we were tested with adversity with hard times with difficulties so we exercised sabr on this in other words we passed the test we passed the test of difficulties by truly adopting sabr that there was no complaint against Allah Ta'ala. There was total submission to Allah Ta'ala. But he says, then another test came. Now again, this test also, 
we are not to ever allow this to come to mind to think about the statements of the Sahaba Ikram on our level. Their statement is like the statement of Hazrat that he left the gathering of Rasulullah and just felt that little difference in his situation. That, that higher feeling of enthusiasm that he had in the gathering of Nabi when he went home, he didn't feel it on that same level. So what fatwa he passed upon himself? Nafaka Hanzala. He came out saying, Hanzala has become a munafiq, he's a hypocrite. How can he be in one condition in the company of Nabi Wasallam? when he comes home, he finds himself different. Meaning that same drive and enthusiasm of that very high level is not there. It's somewhat decreased. So Nabi Wasallam says, no, don't worry about this. If you had to forever remain on that level, the angels would start shaking hands with you. In dunya. This is not possible generally for a human being to be constantly on that very high level. Obviously in the company of Nabi Islam was the direct uh, reflection of the nur of Nubuat on them. And when the person is out of sight, obviously the direct reflection won't be there. So that kind of statement that he made, this is also to be understood in the same way. That he says that we were then tested with prosperity. We were tested with prosperity, but falam nasbir, we didn't make sabar on that. Now a person would be amazed that is prosperity something to make sabar on? Adversity and difficulty and hardship is something to make sabar on, we understand. But prosperity is something to make sabar on? What kind of sabar is this? Yes, there's a lot of sabar to make on prosperity. Because when prosperity is there, and taqwa is not of a higher level, there will be every kind of temptation to use that, what Allah Ta'ala has given, that gift of Allah Ta'ala, to use it in the innumerable haram avenues. In things that will earn the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. And that is the point of sabr. That is the point of sabr that a person now does not use the wealth Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with, in avenues that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. So he says that we were tested. Now this was actually a lesson for us. They, that test that he's saying we didn't make sabr, is that, as in Arabic it is said, Hasanatul Abrar Sayyatul Muqarrabin. There are certain things which for the ordinary person is a virtue. Those of a very high caliber, they are regarded as somebody that must do even better than that. Better than what the ordinary person did. So now, somebody just came down to the level of maybe someone on the lower level, he regarded that as not having made sabr. <coughs> so, this is the aspect that all these things are related to the inner side, to the soul. That sabr, that shukr, that ikhlas, that tawazu. Tawazu, that a person tawazu is not an external thing either. This is the inner thing. That a person from his heart believes I am nothing. From his heart he believes I am nothing. So when he truly believes I am nothing, not just something on the lip service, truly believes I am nothing. Now there will be a totally different way in which he will conduct himself. Then there won't be uncontrolled anger. Because anger stems uncontrolled anger stems from pride. And when he truly has tawazu, truly has humility in his heart, he truly believes I am nobody and nothing, there won't be uncontrolled anger. 
he will not be in a state of anger saying things which are vulgar, saying all kinds of things and saying hurtful things. Because anger is something which is something that creates innumerable problems. Innumerable problems comes as a result of this anger. Ustad and years ago gave one incident of this nature which happened in one of the neighboring countries. One person had bought a new car and he bought the new car and came and parked it in the yard, maybe just the same day or whatever. And now he's so proud of that car now. And his little child came along, saw the car, and he happened to find one nail also on the floor at the same time. Now these are the challenges that come up sometimes. So this child now, little child with a nail in his hand, and he started now deciding to scribble on that car. So that nail he went around the car, short while later the father came. Now he sees his new car all scratched up and this nail in this child's hand. So in that foot of anger, he took the nail and he deeply scratched the child's hand several times. But it was a rusty nail and that turned septic. Or they rushed the child to the hospital. Whatever was tried or failed, eventually they had to amputate the child's hand. So after the child's hand was amputated now the next day or whenever the father came to the hospital and the child was now conscious, so the child says to the father that, Daddy, give my hand back, I won't scratch your car again. <laughs> but now is that hand going to come back? That hand will never come back. Because what Allah Ta'ala has given, nobody can replace. Insan can give some artificial things which will try to fill the gap to some minute extent. But Allah Ta'ala has placed in there, there is no replacement for it. But this comes from that anger. That in that anger a person cannot fathom, cannot keep control of what is reality and what is just artificial and not worth anything. What he should give priority to and what he should just find, let it pass. He will not be able to focus on where he should pay attention to, what he should ignore. That anger he'll say anything, do anything. So all this comes when that attention is not on the inside. That am I, just when a person now, he is going for some meeting somewhere, he is going to some function, some wedding, whatever the case is, he is just going out for one minute to buy something, but he first wants to see himself in the mirror, is everything fine? He wants to see to it that he is presentable, that he is in a way that will not seem odd or seem out of place. So when he's so concerned about his external self that he's going out for a minute or two also, he wants to be presentable, then in any moment this life could leave and we could meet Allah Ta'ala. So all the time to be concerned is my ruh presentable. Will my ruh be presentable to Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamat? In the Qabr will my ruh be presentable? Because that could come at any moment. Ai qaza bahoshku behosh kar that when that appointed moment comes, it just takes a person in a moment, one second. person had been fit, healthy, walking, talking, no sign of anything, and in one moment the person is gone, one moment. And now it's too late to now do whatever we thought we should have done. Whatever a person keeps thinking, well, these are the things I should do. But... I should do when? 
obviously before that moment comes. And when that moment comes, we have no idea. That moment could come in a moment. So this is the real thing that we have to now start making the effort on our souls, on our ruh, to purify ourselves. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا Allah Ta'ala says that person who has purified his soul, he is the person who has gained success. And the one who has destroyed it, who has not purified it, then he has been unsuccessful. So this is the whole effort, all this aspect of Islah, Tasawuf. Many times people have this misconception that it is just the reading of some wazaif, reading of some tasbihat, and then we don't have to do anything else. The wazaif, the tasbihat, all these things have a very vital place. It's extremely important, especially the daily mamulat. This is the energy for the soul. But it doesn't get, it's not confined to that. That is the, the energy that comes to do what is meant to be done. And what is meant to be done is the mujahada. What is meant to be done is the mujahada which Allah Ta'ala speaks about That mujahada at the time of Fajr That a person come what may, he wakes up and he's answering the call of the Muslim and he's in the masjid performing his salah That mujahada at the time of Zuhar Asar, he's leaving his occupation, his business, whatever He's in the house of Allah Ta'ala That mujahada at Maghrib and Isha, leaving out whatever else comes in the way that mujahada of casting the gaze low and not looking at haram. That mujahada of avoiding the temptations on that phone. That mujahada of guarding the tongue from all kinds of vulgarity, all kinds of evil talk, all kinds of hurtful speech. That mujahada of the ears from listening to ghibat and listening to any other haram things. And the mujahada of the heart. That when shaitan and nafs are whispering innumerable things that taking a person to all kinds of thoughts, all kinds of filth, all kinds of haram, then the person is remembering qabr, remembering his akhirat, remembering his own death, remembering his answerability and accountability in front of Allah Ta'ala. So all that bujahada. And this is the energy that comes from the zikr, from the tasbihat, is meant to be giving the person the strength to make this mujahada. That now when there is this clash, on the one side nafs is tempting in one direction, shaitan is dragging in one direction, and Allah Ta'ala's command is clear, what does a person, which direction does he take? That is the mujahada, that tug of war. So he pulls in the direction towards Allah Ta'ala, فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ He flees towards Allah Ta'ala. This is the purpose of this whole line of Islam and Tasawuf, to develop that mujahada within us, to keep fleeing towards Allah Ta'ala. This is the whole object of the path. And otherwise, if a person just merely undertakes just a few things here and there, but the real aspect of it, that mujahada, to inculcate the correct akhlaq, to bring in that humility, to bring in that compassion, that kindness, that forgiving, and that humble nature in a person, to bring in that generosity and all the other various qualities, good qualities of the heart to remove all the evil qualities, that mujahada the mujahada of the correct mu'amalat and correct dealings the mujahada of the correct social etiquette and social life 
if this is missing, then the objective is lost. Then he's like a person filled that fuel into that engine, but he didn't take off. He carried on just going in circles in the same place. So at the time now, when the, finally the fuel ran out, he's still in the same spot. So this is the whole direction we need to keep reminding ourselves of, keep focusing in that direction, and keep self-checking. Like a person now is come February, he needs to see what he earned. End of the financial year, he wants to check out the balance sheet and get all the stock taking and whatever else. Where have I gone now? So the whole year of all the work and effort, what's my balances like? Have I made any headway? Is this business progressing? What's the profits like? And people don't make their projected profits, that too is a loss. Though the profits were substantial, it wasn't the projected profit. Then what the projected profit was that didn't get made, that too is deemed as a loss. Whereas, in terms of our deen, what have we projected? In terms of the progress in our salah, what have we projected? Between now and Ramadan, have we projected anything? That by the time Ramadan comes, my salah, what is the projection? My tilawat of the Quran Sharif, how much at least minimum I should now be already making tilawat between now and Ramadan, building it up to that stage. My tasbihat, my zikr, my tilawat, and then cleaning, cleaning my heart out of all these negative things. So, what is my projection? These months are coming, it is for us to start making these projections. And if you make this little effort, this little effort and little mujahada, Allah Ta'ala out of His grace and mercy will open the way for us and make it easy for us. Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Tabarakawatah <laughs> لا إله إلا الله 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 ل
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرتها ولا هما إلا فرجتها ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واخف لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله يا الله forgive our families يا الله forgive our relatives and friends يا الله يا الله forgive them تعي امه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله فوجيف ذا امتي الله يا الله فوجيف ذا امتي الله اله العالمين يا الله ريموف ذا ديفيكولتيز اند هاردشيبس اوف ذا امتي الله اله العالمين يا الله اول ذس از ديو تو اور سينز يا الله يا الله جراند ذا توفيق اوف ذوز اعمال ذا بينغ يور رحمه يا الله سيف اس فروم ذوز اعمال ذا بينغ يور عذاب يا الله اله العالمين كريفاي اور هارتس يا الله كريفاي اور سولز يا الله يا الله جيف اس ذا توفيق اوف ميكينغ افورت اوف اون اور هارتس يا الله اله العالمين يا الله ليت اور هارتس اند ذا كلينينس اوف our souls be the focus of our attention ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah purify our souls of all the evils ya allah allah remove the pride the malice the jealousy the hatred ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah remove all the filth and evil ya allah ilahu alamin fill our hearts with tawazu and humility ya allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat and love ya allah allah grant us your muhabbat and love ya allah allah make your love more beloved to us than cold water on a hot day ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah make your love the most beloved thing to us ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah grant us love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam grant us love of the quran sharif ya allah grant us love of salah ya allah grant us love of zikr and dua ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah make sin detested to us ya allah let us detest sin like we detest filth ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah save us from all the evils ya allah ya allah save us from all the difficulties and hardships ya allah save us from the temptations of nafs and shaitan ya allah ya allah save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan ya allah ilahul alamin you protect us and guide us ya allah ya allah you protect us and guide us ya allah keep us in your protection ya allah allah without your protection will be destroyed ya allah allah without your protection will be destroyed ya allah ilahul alamin you save us ya allah you look after us like a little baby is looked after ya allah allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid ilahul alamin ya allah you grant the tawfiq of every good to us ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you grant sihatan afiyat ya allah allah 
remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are in financial difficulties removed with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk to each one, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Those who are in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it, Ya Allah. Those who are in worries, anxieties, grief, Ya Allah. Remove it, Ya Allah. With afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant happiness in the hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, join the hearts with muhabbat, Ya Allah. Join the hearts with muhabbat, Ya Allah. Join the hearts with muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away, fill their covers with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allah, don't take us to task, Ya Allah. Allah, don't take us to task, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the accountability of that day, Ya Allah. Allah, there is nothing we can present, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whoever, Ya Allah, has raised their hands to this dua, Allah, you are the know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. You know each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant the best of dunya and akhirah to each one, Ya Allah. And all those who ask us to make dua for them, fulfill all their needs, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant them the best of dunya and akhirah, Ya Allah. Allah, make the children obedient to their parents, Ya Allah. Make them the coolness of the eyes of the parents, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant the parents tawfiq of being kind and compassionate to the children, Ya Allah. Give the parents a tawfiq of making the correct tarbiyat and nurturing of the children, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to fulfill the amanat and responsibility in this regard, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, those of our parents who are living, Allah, grant barakat in their lives, barakat in their health. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to earn jannah through service to them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Give them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Give them jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all the good. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, grant us protection as well. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين